0: Welcome to the Diction Police. I'm your host, Ellen Rissinger, an American vocal coach accompanist on the music staff of the Zemper Opera in Dresden, Germany. On today's episode, we'll be talking about Italian diction with Fabio Centanni, an Italian coach who accompanies Renata Scotto's opera studio courses in Rome. We'll be focusing on three texts, Le Violette, from the 24 Italian songs and arias, Bellini's Il Fervido Desiderio, and O oh Del Mio Amato Ben, by Stefano Donaudi. Again, if you don't have the music to any of these and want to follow along, you can find the texts at recmusic.org slash leader L-I-E-D-E-R, or follow the link at the blog at thedictionpolice.com. Don't forget the the. Italian is a very phonetic language, which means that it sounds almost exactly the same way it looks on the page, but it'll still be helpful to have a basic knowledge of the diction rules and the International Phonetic Alphabet. Now as I say that, I do have to confess that when I was an undergrad, I was terrible at the Italian diction rules. Back then, there were all kinds of rules about pre-stressed O being this, and post-stressed O being that, and pre-stressed E's, post-stressed E's, and I really couldn't keep them all straight. So thankfully, times have changed. Not just that I'm not quite so lazy anymore, but now the accepted practice is that any unstressed O or E is closed. And since there are only seven vowel sounds in in Italian, A, I, and U are always A, E, and U, just like their phonetic letters, in general we only have to worry about stressed E's and O's, at least as far as vowels are concerned. Just like last time, sometimes Fabio will speak in Italian, and I've translated that as we went along. But Fabio also worked with me in Germany, and as I warned you before, everyone who lives in Germany learns to say, genau, which means exactly, and you'll hear him say that today too. We're starting off today with Le Violette by Alessandro Scarlatti. The text is written by Adriano Morselli.
1: Ruggiadose, odorose, violette graziose, voi vi state vergognose, mezzo ascose fra le foglie, e sgridate le mie voglie, che son troppo ambiziose.
0: That was Fabio Centanni reading Le Violette. Now, I, I chose this song specifically for a few things. We have the ending O-S-E, which also in, is a, as an adjective can be O-S-O, O-S-A, but we have this as an adjective Ruggiadoze, Odorose, Graziose, and every time it comes up, according to the Italian diction rules, this S should be unvoiced, it should be an S, ruggiadosse. If you look it up in a dictionary, it'll also tell you that. But Fabio, should this S be voiced or unvoiced?
1: La, la S deve essere con la voce, quindi ruggiadosse, z.
0: So this should be a voiced S, which is a z. And you'll see that that happens throughout the entire piece, vergognose. Is the, the O is also a closed O, Correct.
1: All the O's are closed, Mm -hmm. rugiatose, odorose, graziose, Mm, Così puoi fare la rima the rhyme.
0: Exactly, this way you can hear the rhyme. And we can compare that with the open O in foglie, and voglie.
1: Foglie is open, yes, and voglie, but at the end comes, uh, again, ambiziose, like the, the beginning.
0: So you can hear how much more closed the O is in the closed O than in the open O.
1: Close this ambiziose, open this voglie.
0: I also chose this because in this piece we have a lot of the GN, GLs. Like Fabio was just saying, voglie, voglie. We don't say the G. The GLI always is Lie.
1: L. It makes L. Mm-hmm. If you have a GLO, is GLO. But with E, it's Y.
0: So if it's not followed by the letter I, which Fabio says as E, then then it still sounds like a G.
1: When you have the the G before the L, the articulation of the sound L is is more strong, but the point is the same. It's like the L, but the the tongue must be a little more squeezed.
0: A little tighter.
1: Yes. Mm. Many Italians can can do it, so many Italians say voglie, foie, so f-o-i-e, foye.
0: Almost like the Spanish uh, when the double L in Spanish, right?
1: Genau, famiglia, um, instead of famiglia, it's a strong consonant.
0: But we also have this before the letter N, and in that case we uh, don't need uh, uh, the I. Vergognose.
1: Si, ñ, esatto.
0: Okay, and is the then with the gn? Is that does that make the n stronger too? Vergognose. See, it's the same
1: movement of the tongue between n and N. Mm-hmm. Vergognose, vergognose. N is more is stronger.
0: One other thing in this piece, we have the word mezzo, <laughs> <laughs> with two z's. You have the so choice.
1: This, this word is mezzo. It's open, and the z is with a voice, mezzo. Like if you have a D before the Z, the Z. Z. Z, okay, mezzo.
0: As opposed to pizza, which would be a T, (laughs) a T S, right?
1: Yes, pizza is TS.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's one of the sounds that we forget exists sometimes, zerlina. Sometimes you can even, when there's a single Z, it can be voiced, right?
1: (laughs) So many people say zerlina. But this is Zerlina, with the voice, Z.
0: One last thing I wanted to point out is the S in Zgridate. Mm -hmm. It's, because it's followed by a voiced consonant, the G, it's voiced, right? Yes,
1: yes and so his voice also the s and uh, in particular because you have also the e at the beginning Es gridate. so if you have to sing it you you have not to stop the voice Es gridate and you can sing very good legato this phrase these two words
0: in the first point we made about the endings of rugiadoze and ororose you heard me and fabio disagree with the rule the adjective ending O-S-O is very common in Italian, and while the last letter may change to agree with the noun, the rule is always the same. Technically, the rule is a closed O and an unvoiced S, so a real S sound. But in spite of that rule, most of the Italians that I've talked to will voice that S to a Z, O-Z-O. And in Così Fan Tutte, I've never heard a tenor sing Una ora morossa. Now, I'm not saying that the rule is wrong, or that you should ignore it. What I am saying is, know the rules, but keep your ears open, and actively listen to native speakers. We also talked about the voiced and unvoiced Zs. Now, just so you know, there are rules about that, too. But even as most diction books tell you the rules, they also say that the rules don't help very much. The best thing you can do is create a cheat sheet of common voiced and unvoiced Zs, and practice them until they get into your ears, and look look it up every time you find a word you're unsure of. The next piece is Il fervido desiderio, by Bellini. Unfortunately, the poet is anonymous.
1: Il fervido desiderio. Quando verrà quel dì che riveder potrò quel che l'amante cor tanto desia? Quando verrà quel dì e in sen accoglierò bella fiamma d'amor, anima mia?
0: That was Il Fervido Desiderio, which is a Bellini song. And this song I picked because of all the double consonants. We have double R several times. We have Bella, Fiamma. There's a lot of this doubling. How would you coach this to a foreigner?
1: I say always to... Okay, to make very short the vowel. So, Bella, Fiamma, Taccoglierò. They have to stop the sound, the voice. If they sing legato, accoglierò, it comes only one C, but tac, is double. They have to stop the sound. L'unica eccezione, l'unico momento in cui devono cantare non legato.
0: It's the only moment that you're allowed to sing without legato. Well, ours. There is a difference between saying vera and vera.
1: Big difference.
0: And it changes the meaning of the word. Of course.
1: Vera is real. Mm-hmm. Verra it will come.
0: So you have to be careful which syllable gets stressed and also how many consonants you're saying in that word. Yes, of course. Here's another yeah. grammatical issue. If you look up the word D in a dictionary, you'll find of. But in this sentence,
1: <laughs> exactly. we
0: have D with an accent on it. And in this case, it means... In this sentence,
1: uh, the sentence is the day, quando verrà quel di, when th- that day will come. In Italian, we say also buongiorno, but we say buon di.
0: Okay, then we have verrà, because we have double R. What about R's in rivedere, because they're at the beginning and the end, and also potro? Do you roll si, all
1: that of those? rivedere potro. So when you have this potro, the vibration of the tongue must be one, potrò, r, r, r. But if you have, when you have riveder, you can double the little the r, the first r, che riveder potrò. The second one, okay, it's a little double, but not so, it's not so important. You can also do riveder, also fervido, the title, il fervido desiderio. It's the same thing, yeah. we have one R, but fervido, it, it, it gives a different meaning. If you say fervido, it's meaningless, fervido is burning. You, you can stress so much the R to make it more hot. Il fervido desiderio. It's the same thing in bella. I, um, I coach always bella siccome un angelo. So many singers say bella. Okay, bella is another word. Bella is the when uh, the sound of, of the she, uh, sheep. The verb is belare la pecora bella.
0: Ah, a sheep buying.
1: Yes, it's not so beautiful for for this aria bella siccome un angelo.
0: <laughs> it's, so, it's awful.
1: <laughs> but bella. You have to, to give importance to this L. The more L you use, more beautiful she is. Bella siccome un angelo.
0: And bella fiamma d'amor. The same thing with the M's too, huh? It's the same.
1: Bella fiamma d'amor.
0: One last thing. We have desia and mia. So the stressed, si. the stressed syllable is the I. The E, mm-hmm. as Fabio would say. Yes. How do we know how long to make the I Okay, it's a
1: little longer. It's not desia, it's desia. It's like, if we can make an example in, in the music, it's, it's like a quarter note with a, an eighth note.
0: So if we think of a triplet, almost. The two-thirds yes. of the triplet is the E, and, one, and one-third is the A.
1: Exactly, desia, anima mia. And this uh, mia is always in this way, mia, tuo, suo, Dio, Mio, always this way. So always to keep long the, not the last vowel, uh, but the before last. If you have a long note with Mia, uh, you, you, you have to sing Mia, and at the end the A, and not Mia.
0: I should have said at the time that the aria Bella si come un angelo is from Don Pasquale and the title means beautiful as an angel. So as Fabio said, if you don't say the double L in in bella, you're saying bella si come un angelo, or she baaas like an angel. So you can hear how important double consonants can be. Our last text is O del mio amato ben by Stefano Donaudi. His brother Alberto was a poet, who wrote many of the texts that Donaudi set, including this one.
1: O del mio amato ben perduto incanto, canto dagli occhi miei chimera gloria e vanto, Or per le mute stanze, sempre lo cerco e chiamo, Con pieno il cor di speranze, Ma cerco in van, chiamo in van, E il pianger messi caro, che di pianto sol nutro il cor, Mi sembra senza lui triste ogni loco, notte mi sembra il giorno, mi sembra gelo il fuoco. Seppur talvolta spero di darmi ad altra cura, sol mi tormenta un pensiero. Ma senza lui che farò? Mi par così la vita vana cosa senza il mio ben.
0: That was "odel mio amato ben. And the first thing I wanted to ask you, Fabio, in the first sentence, we come to the word incanto. And the Ns, mm-hmm. normally an N is spoken like an N, but an N before a K or a G, a G or a K, can be turned into almost NG, what we would think of as N, an NG sound. Mm-hmm. Would you still sing that sound though? Would you sing an incanto or would you sing incanto?
1: The problem is that in German languages, this N, G, N, C, uh, the N goes in the back, so like in the word King or Lange, mm, we have a, a, a different articulation of the N, so uh, the tongue must be where we, where we say N, uh, so attached to the tip, the and then you have to do it not in canto, not so strong. The the tongue must be there, but it must be soft, in canto, but not in the back. That's that's a a, a wrong position for us. In canto is very difficult for us to do this sound, in canto. So like the the N uh, helps you to go up to the head when you sing.
0: In, In some of the other pieces, we've had mia, desia. In this one, we have the glide that works the other way. Pieno, pianger, pianto, chiamo.
1: So, we have a rule. If you have an E, um, for example, in the second sentence, lungi è dagli occhi miei, and this E is stressed, the E E is stressed and must be opened, miei.
0: Because it's after that I sound.
1: Pieno is the same rule. The E must be opened and stressed, pieno.
0: And just oh. as a side note to that we had mio, mia, desia, we also have lui, that works the same way, right? It works the same way as Yes,
1: the... it's the same, lui also lei, him, her, lui, lei.
0: And in the second verse, in the second sentence of the second verse, notte mi sembra il giorno, there we have a very clear open O at the beginning and a very clear closed O. Can you say that little sentence for us one more time there?
1: Notte mi sembra il giorno.
0: So you can really hear the difference between that open O and that closed Giorno.
1: Yes, notte is very open, notte. And also you have the double T, so no, the the O must be very short and very open, notte. And you can also think a double N, notte, mi sembra il giorno. It's more clear.
0: Well, while we're talking about double consonants, there's a rule that I learned called raddoppiamento a long time ago. And si. After one-syllable words that end in a vowel, you can double the next consonant. And I definitely heard you say "sicaro," that you double the "k" sound of si. "caro."
1: Si, you can you can do it. It's it's more clear if you do if you say "sicari." You say yes, uh, my dears, "sicari." If you say "sicari." This is another word with another meaning. Sicario is the person who kills for money.
0: So, would you do that after a lot of them? Could you say Gloria e Vanto?
1: Si, Chimera Gloria e Vanto. And now you're. Glow- are open.
0: And are you separating the E intentionally? Would you let somebody say a glottal Gloria e Vanto? Or would you not let them sing a glottal?
1: Chimera Gloria e Vanto. No, you can sing legato, it's okay. But you have to be um, very clear, gloriae, iae, it must be very clear.
0: Yeah, so again, specific, specific vowels.
1: Yes, of course. Uh, usually mm, the singers sing gloriae, gloriae, vanto, without the A. They don't want to do too many articulations. You have to sing everything. Also, if mm, if you have all these vowels in, in one note, you have to.
0: I'm going to go back to the second verse now because we had had the very clear notte mi sembra il giorno the open O and the closed uh, O in the first sentence of the second verse mi sembra senza lui then we have the closed E and the open E
1: mi sembra senza lui mi sembra gelo il foco so gelo is open and sembra is very closed
0: we have several times that we have that there's closed a e and the open e right in a row. I just wanted mm-hmm. to make sure everybody yes. got to hear that.
1: But it's so beautiful the difference. Mi sembra senza lui, and it changed the voice. The singing is so beautiful. But maybe sometimes they, the singers, they have to change the vowel for a singing position. If a closed a e is in a high note, maybe they have to, to make it a little bigger. Uh, instead of squeeze the sound with a with a close a, maybe they have to 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 give a little space more. It depends on the position of the note, not only on the language.
0: So, are you a, are you a fan of modifying vowels to make the singing more comfortable?
1: Only at the top of the range. <laughs> <laughs> only in that case, if it um, makes it more comfortable, it's okay. But to change everything without rules, without an idea, no.
0: And it should still sound generally like what it's supposed to be, right? It should still come out sounding correct.
1: Yes, of course. Uh, The same thing with the A is in this sentence. (laughs) Se pur tal volta spero. Spero is open, se is closed.
0: And also the double P, se pur.
1: Yes, se pur, yeah. It must be uh, with two P's. We, um, this is maybe an ancient Italian, the, 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 the poem. We write this with two P's now. Seppure is the same word, but it's one word. But the pronunciation is with two P's. Seppure is... no, it's not correct.
0: But you see that too with words like, uh, who knows, chissà.
1: It's the same. You can write it uh, in two words, but you have to say chissà. Or you can write chissà with two s.
0: As one word, loco, foco, foco. You'll also will also see with a u, fuoco.
1: Yes, exactly. The the word in Italian now is fuoco. Foco is is ancient, but um, it's the same rule of the e in um, after a vowel and stressed it must be opened. Fuoco. The o is the same. If you have o uh, after a vowel and stressed it must be opened. This is without U, but it's, it's the same word, so foco. And loco is also an ancient word for luogo, loco, foco.
0: The word core, core was, is also cuore, right?
1: It's the same, yes. No, we have this piece, che di pianto sol nutro il core. It's the same, cuore, we say cuore, core is the ancient way to say cuore.
0: As Americans, I already asked this in, in German, because as Americans, my name is Ellen, with this really fun back L. We don't think of it as being a back L, but we do, have, we do use a lot of the back of our tongue because we speak in the middle of our mouth. But if we get a phrase like, se porta volta, I just want them to hear an Italian getting this L in the front of their mouth as opposed to an American getting it in the front of their mouth.
1: No, this L uh, question, we have only this L uh, forward, tal volta. So, and you have to uh, point the tongue uh, up of the teeth, and then you have to um, give space um, ai lati. At the sides,
0: Uh, at the sides.
1: Yes. So, L, L, so the, the air must go.
0: So the air has to go around the sides of it.
1: Yes, L. This L uh, is a little dangerous for for the singers because it makes the flach gaumen
0: the soft palate, the gaumen, yeah
1: a soft palate it goes down if you if you say this l it's, you have no space for for the singing position yeah. it's a little dangerous
0: it also affects the vowel, so tal becomes yes, of course. Tal. Of course. I wanted to expand on the rule Fabio gave us about glides opening a stressed E or O. In words like pieno, pensiero, cuore, and fuoco, we heard how the J or the W glide opened that stressed vowel. This is also often the case if the stressed vowel is followed by a glide in the next syllable. In that case, it will probably also open the stressed vowel. Some examples are sedia, chair, genio, genius, gloria, vittoria, and from the things that we've heard today, voglie and foglie from le violette, and the last word in the title of the Bellini song that we heard, desiderio. But there are exceptions to that rule, questo and quello, which we'll talk a little more about later. Before we finish up our interview today, I wanted to give you a little more of Fabio's background. As a coach, he attended the Zurich Opera Studio and was on the staff of the Deutsche am Rhein in Düsseldorf for two seasons. As I said before, he's been accompanying Renata Scotto's Opera Studio courses in Rome for the past four years and gives master classes himself at the Vos Plena School in Rio de Janeiro. As a pianist, he graduated with honors from the Santa Cecilia Conservatory in Rome and has won many piano competitions. He's also an active chamber musician and piano soloist. Since we've talked about so many diction rules already, I only had a few more questions for Fabio, and we started out talking about the exceptions to the rule he just gave us about a glide before a stressed E or O opening the vowel.
1: Exception for this uh, rule of of the E, open and stressed Mm -hmm. uh, after a vowel. If you have questo, quello, E is stressed but always closed. Quello is not quello. And very close. Quello, questo.
0: And no diphthongs in Italian. They're pure vowels that are written out. Yes.
1: Ah, no, no, no. The diphthongs like A, A, I. No, no, no. Mamma mia. <laughs> All the Americans uh, sing in that way. Quando men vo... <laughs> They sing in t- this way, no?
0: I was just going to get to that. When you hear an American singing, how do you... What's the first thing you notice about Ameri- Americans doing wrong.
1: Is this, they move the, the, the mouth before they go to the next consonant. If you have to go from an, an A to an E, I'm sure that they sing A-I, and not A-Chi. Maybe, for example, la ci darem la mano, la ci darem la ci darem That
0: the tongue moves before they're actually finished.
1: Yes, and the tongue goes up. This is the problem.
0: How do you coach that out of us? Do you just make us say pure vowels until it's time to change?
1: Yes, and also without the consonants. Keep the the, the vowel, change the vowel. When you have to change the note, um, before without the consonants, then with the consonants, but don't move the the mouth.
0: Do we roll our R's well, or do we tend to roll them too often?
1: The problem with the R is that uh, Americans do too much rolled. Also, if they have to sing one R, for example, Roma, they say Roma is too much. So, maybe, pur tal volta spero, pur tal volta spero, this is too much. Only the, the double R must be doubled.
0: Yeah. Well, and it can, yeah, okay. again, it can change the meaning of the word. Like you said with, with bella and bella, if you say caro, and carro
1: and carro is another word yes <laughs>
0: exactly <laughs> something sweet and dear or something crazy are there a lot of Americans working in Italy
1: yes there are a lot not so many but we have Americans that they study in, in Italy they work also in Italy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but not so many like in Germany
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thank you so much for being here today Fabio this was so much fun you are
1: welcome hello <laughs> <laughs>
0: And that's our show for today. To find out more about any of the guests, or if you have any specific questions or comments for me, Ellen Rissinger, you can visit the blog at thedictionpolice.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and give it a high rating so that more people can find it and benefit from it. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in next week when we'll be discussing several arias from The Magic Flute.